0: Do you get confused with the messages around food and nutrition when it comes to feeding your wildlings? Well, in today's episode, we're joined by nutritionist and also our wildlings mama, Adele Rutch, who opens the conversation about nutrition for kids, family foods, what to pack for a wildling session, and how to cope with that so-called fussiness. Before we start, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Kabi Kabi and Gubbi Gubbi people of the Sunshine Coast. We honour their song lines and storylines and pay our respects to the elders, past, present and those that are emerging. I'd also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which you were listening to this episode. So this might be a great opportunity for you to take notice of your surroundings, sink into the ground. If you are in nature, take a look around and just know that there have been thousands and thousands of years of traditional knowledge and connection to the land And we would like to acknowledge that through the ongoing tradition of Indigenous peoples here in Australia. Welcome to Raising Wildlings, a podcast about parenting, alternative education, and stepping into the wilderness, however that looks, with your family. Each week, we'll be interviewing experts that truly inspire us to answer your parenting and education questions. We'll also be sharing stories from some incredible families that took the leap and are taking the road less travelled. We're your hosts, Vicki and Nikki from Wildlings Forest School. Pop in your headphones, settle in, and join us on this next adventure. Hello and welcome to the Raising Wildlings podcast. I'm here with you today, Vicki Oliver. And today I'm actually talking with one of my fellow wildlings mums, Adele Rutch. Now, she has been down in the forest with our amazing staff and our community, and they've been talking a little bit about nutrition and food and all of those sorts of things. And it's filtered back here to the office. And um, we thought it would be a great idea for her to come on the podcast today and talk to us about some of these issues. And, um, I think the thing that I love about Adele is that she's a nutritionist, but what she does is she's trying to find some patterns that work for her individual clients. She also works for a really fantastic company called Eat for You, where, Their team believes that each individual creates their own unique journey with food, which I wholeheartedly believe in also. Um, They provide whole foods that you can trust. They've got fantastic recipes and bars that you can buy on their website, which we will link for you in the show notes. But not only do they do that, they've got data to back up that information and that trust. Um, One of the things that they've said is that the current food landscape doesn't make it really easy to achieve health through food and they say that the problem isn't you it's the system and it doesn't have to be difficult when we peel it back and we need to just trust our intuition and get back to basics and Adele's going to talk to us all about this today and I'm really excited to introduce you to her here on the Raising Wildlings podcast. Thanks so much for being on the podcast you've come straight from a wild world well, pretty much straight from a wildling session almost we probably just missed each other I've dropped my girls off and oh. you've been yeah in the forest this morning um and that's how this whole conversation started really um so I'd love to know more about your journey with nutrition and how, how you've ended up where you are let's start there
1: yeah sure so I come from a background in pharmacy originally um so very you know, heavy science background. Um And I guess I just thought that there's got to be a different way or a more complementary way to be doing things. Um, getting back to basics, not just covering things up with a Band-Aid solution at times. Yes. You know, there's a reason that these symptoms are happening for someone or their child even so I went and studied um nutrition at Endeavour College in Brisbane um so I have a bachelor's degree in nutrition I graduated there in 2016 and yeah I just absolutely love it I yeah feel very very fulfilled now doing my role at Eat For You so um we basically try and make good food and nutrition accessible for all. I think I struggled there for a little bit as a nutritionist um, because it's not, you know, you read some blogs and some books and they've got ingredients lists that are like 16 things long and mm. take four hours to make. And to me, having uh, my daughter Evie, so Evie's four and a half and my son Jude is 14 months. It's just... You know, it's all about keeping it simple and keeping it real for me. Yes. And for, I guess, for our whole team as well. Um, And so being at Eat For You, it's just so nice to be able to offer that to the broad community Um, and also the, the charity side of things as well is amazing.
0: Yeah, I love that. About was reading about that. It looks phenomenal. So I think we might circle right back to that. Um, mm. But I guess where I'd like to start and um is... What I know for me, particularly when my children were younger, I probably was a lot more in tune with what we, what I, I thought was a more ideal way of eating, and that, and and like you say, like when you're very, we're very fast paced and very busy, and so our nutrition mm. has gone down by the wayside. So it's really great timing and as a reminder. But what, what are some of the gaps in the misinformation that we have about nutrition and food and how we should be fueling our families?
1: Yeah. I think it just has become so confusing and convoluted because um, you know there's all of these packaged foods out there that are marketed as you know with all the hype words like healthy, free, yeah. vegan, um low sugar, you know and it's it's very clever marketing. People mm. are buying this kind of stuff thinking that they're doing the right thing for their family. Um however, you know, a lot of packaged foods aren't very honest. Mm. Um and so coming back to basics is what it's all about. So getting your kids involved, you know, in, in even the meal planning process, you know, they are, um, you know, autonomous beings. They want to be involved. It's its really like when I was sitting down thinking about what, what we may even talk about, I'm like, it's really no different to wildlings. Yeah. It's all about autonomy and letting them have a go, letting them have a try. Not kind of, um, you know, jumping in there and saying, "Oh, you won't like that; it's too spicy or too sour or things like that." It's, yeah, not trying to, I guess, give them a different meal, you know, involving making it a whole family affair, yeah, involving them in in start to finish and really getting back to basics, you know, fruits, veggies, whole grains you know, meats and proteins if you um, get them from animal sources or plant. Um, mm. It's just about really getting back to basics and kind of shutting out some of the noise that's out there. And there's a, there's a lot of it in the nutrition world. Oh, <laughs> there really
0: is because um, I've was, been tapping in back into greenwashing because even though I'm very well aware of it and I can read it, it, you know, subconsciously or in those moments of just panic and couldn't be bothered those things do capture you and you can then end up in a cycle of buying things that you know aren't necessarily the greatest like you've been I feel like I've been tricked half the time and then it's about rebuilding those habits again and and just swapping out some of those foods so do you have some advice about um like some simple ways that we can pack lunch boxes because that's always the the tricky thing it's lunches and snacks when we're out for busy kids who are on the go
1: yeah, totally. Um, so again, from any age, getting them involved, and even if it's not like taking them to the shop or the market, grocer mm. uh, or whatever that may be, if you can't do that, because I understand everyone's circumstances are different um, with time and finances and whatnot, so it's about working with what works for your family mm. um, and you individual, and not feeling guilty about what you can't do. If that yeah. makes sense, and just running your own race, basically doing what's right and what feels good for your family, and you know, no one's perfect. I'm not. I'm not perfect. I'm a nutritionist. Like there are times when I have, when I do reach for foods that maybe aren't as nutritive for me as others, but yeah, that's the way it is. We're human. Yeah, and that's very important to understand too. Especially you know, some health blogs and stuff like that online kind of can give that glossy kind of thing um, that can make you feel not good enough. So I just like to give that message to parents. Like that's so important. Just run your own race. Um, you're doing great. Um, and then with the things like the packing the lunch, get the kids involved, um, get them, you know, start the conversation. What did you really like about your lunch today? Mm. What maybe didn't you like as much, um, kind of understand why they maybe didn't eat sandwich but they ate xyz instead so yeah opening up that conversation I always recommend packing the lunchbox the night before um (laughs)
0: great habit to get into it's
1: awesome habit to get into I find if I don't do that I'm just so rushed in the morning so it's a really important one um and just having you know kind of like you would design a plate so having a nice mix of your good fats there um carbohydrates so whether that be you know some rice crack- crackers and guacamole um mm. a lemon juice and some hemp seeds through it or something like think about how you can add maximum nutrition to the foods that you're offering yeah um I always do like chopped up veggie sticks and a dip yeah. of some oh, some sort of kids that's sticks. a go-to for me too yeah they love dippers they love using their hands like nothing that's too fussy and fiddly mm. I think finger foods are great for kids um, and you know hey maybe this is an idea for a book or something in the future but just like finger foods for kids that are easy yeah um, little things you know not fussy things that require a lot of um, sit down and concentrate cuz when they're out and about yeah. at school or at wildlings or mm-hmm. anything like that you know like it's kind of like i notice i watch evie and it's have a bite and then quick i've got to go off and
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's like, just a little bit at a time yeah
1: that's right and you know that's that's a child's normal as well so not feeling the pressure to have to eat everything in a lunchbox is really important too. They're very intuitive to how they're feeling. Do
0: you have, I mean, you might not be able to answer this. It just sort of came to me, but are there often some some signs that there might be um, like a, a certain food group missing? Like, you know, they might need more fats or more protein. Like, are there any visible signs we can see in our children or something to tune into that we, we might need to start having a bit more of a deeper think about what um, might be missing a little bit in their yeah.
1: diet? Yeah. So there are, our bodies are incredible with mm. um, showing us what we need. And I think as well, kids in particular are really fantastic because they, um, you know, they're very intuitive to how they're feeling and they yeah. can show it, or will say it quite well too. So it can give, you know, a lot of insight. And they also tend to reach for foods as well that maybe are what they are needing at the time, like, yeah, if you've got them available. But um, things like, you know, if we're getting, um, you know, some behavioural issues or issues with sleep, Um, that can indicate things like low iron. Mm -hmm. So iron needs in children are astronomical. They're really, really high. So we need to be making sure that we're getting enough iron within the diet. Mm. There are two different types of iron. So there's heme, which is from animal sources, and non-heme, which is the plant sources. So whatever way you choose to eat, absolutely no judgment, but making sure that, yeah, you're getting enough from um the food groups available there
0: yeah um
1: restless legs like if they're doing a lot of jigging around and things like that that can yeah that can be iron and magnesium yeah um yeah so I find you know um lots of nuts and seeds I I understand that nuts can be problematic um you know if uh, we're schooling or um in certain groups where there may be children that um have allergies
0: it's limited yeah because of those allergies or yeah
1: that's right but um seeds are absolute little nutrient powerhouses mm. so um they are fantastic as well and can be included in um you know bliss balls or yeah um crackers anything of the sort. so smoothies they're a really good good source of magnesium yeah the, oh gosh i could go on for ages there's, <laughs> there's so many little you know intricate little signs that if i ever have a client come to me and say oh this is what's going on you can sometimes think yeah i wonder if it's you know lack of vitamin c or low iron yeah there's a lot of things
0: what what's your take on vitamin d is um because you know we're obviously encouraged to be outside more um is it is that the best way for children and ourselves to be getting vitamin d and should we be supplementing it through food or guess actual supplements like is that still a good source um the sun definitely
1: your morning sun is such a great thing to mm. be getting um i tend not to recommend supplements unless the pathology says to do so
0: yeah right yeah, yeah
1: always food first i think you know that's what nature has offered us um so with your vitamin d you know our cod liver oil is really good um so i guess that kind of falls into the food supplements a bit of a gray area um but your oily fish is a good way to go yep um and dairy products if you're that way inclined as well again it just becomes so personal so yeah um, there's different types of of dairy which are going to be more appropriate for some than others um but yeah i think the morning sun is a great one and in this weather when we may be coming down with the sniffles or whatever um getting that beautiful sunlight just feels so nourishing as well. And when we, when we think of my role as a nutritionist, um, it is very holistic. So it's not just what you're eating. It's, yeah, all the other little bits and pieces. You can your whole eating. environment. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, uh, I mean, it just got, we've had what's so it saying at the moment? It's rained twice this year, one for 60 days and one for 34, yeah. something ridiculous <laughs> like that. Um, and I actually did feel because we weren't able to go outside as often and it was pretty full on consistent rain. Um, yeah. It actually did make me feel a lot less happy, um, even, you know, in, in that regard. So um, you. Yeah. I guess, forget or underestimate how important it is to, to just be outside for your physical health Totally, that you would often more likely link to your diet, but actually your diet is more than just what you consume. A hundred percent. I love that. And that's the thing too,
1: like, yeah, being out and about and in the dirt and things like that today, I was just looking at Evie and I'm like, <laughs> this is so good for your microbiome. I'm like, this is great. Like it's just all interconnected. Like it, yeah. The health of one depends on the health of the other. And, um, yeah, I, I totally feel you on the rainy weather. I said to my husband, I'm like, I feel like this is how, you know, the people that are living in certain countries in Europe that get like yeah. two hours of sun a day in winter. I'm like, I could not cope.
0: Yeah, because it's um really hard to, you know, take advantage of that when you've got a million other things happening in your life. And I got sunny now and I'm in the middle of doing something and I've got to go outside yes. and get that sun. <laughs> Um, So we are very blessed, I guess, on the other side of that, that most of the time we do have really fantastic weather to play with and that, you know, we do go out even when it's not ideal weather anyway because we can still get some of that sunlight in those bits and pieces when we're outside. That's right. Um, Do you have some tips for people that have fussy eaters at home? Mm. And, um, you know, what kinds of things might we be contributing as parents to fussy eating that we may not be aware of like not a point finger pointing but maybe just an awareness of some of the behaviors that we might be doing that may not necessarily help in those those areas of um helping them to be a bit more um, courageous in trying new foods or you know following their instincts with what they want to eat
1: yeah so it's um fussy eating is such a big topic and I nearly don't love the word fussy. Like it's actually really normal. Yeah. But I think as well um, maybe, you know, my parenting age, your parenting age, the way that we were parented was you sit down and you eat
0: Mm. everything
1: on your plate, like even if you didn't really feel like it. Um, That's just as a very generalisation. Um, but I think, you know, again, it's coming down to respecting a child and their own appetite. Um, we, you know, have generations now of people that are overeating. So respecting if a child says, I don't feel like that, I'm actually full, even if they've had a couple of mouthfuls, mm. it's about kind of, um, yeah, acknowledging that and saying that's okay because mm. the feelings that we're having coming up, that, oh, my gosh, i have not eaten enough or anything, Um, that's probably learnt behaviours for us. Yeah. And I was once told a really good saying that I just love and I constantly remind myself too because I'm not, you know, my daughter at times can be um, challenging with eating. It's not, I'm not immune to it. Yeah. Um, Is that it's our responsibility as, you know, parents, carers, guardians to provide the, the food. And it's, it's a mixed responsibility. It's the child's responsibility to
0: eat it, yeah.
1: to choose to eat it. And whether or not they do, you know, that's that's their choice. Um, a well child will never starve themselves. Yes. So if they skip a meal, it's really no biggie. They're pretty chronic grazers too. So kids love to graze. So having healthy kind of snacks available to them is another great method. Um, and you share style kind of meals. So whether you do things like mm-hmm. stuff that they can put on their own plate. So they might feel like more of the green veggies one one night and less of the protein. Or they might really want to have a lot of the um, pasta sauce but not much of the pasta. So letting them kind of dictate and be in control of that is really important.
0: That's a really good point too because then You've got that psychological visual uh, idea, like if you load their plate and you put everything on there, and they don't eat it, wow. then you know you you've got like a, a yardstick to measure. Whereas if they're putting it on their own plate, you're just seeing what they well they're just going to put on their plate what they feel like they can eat exactly, and it's not going to have you're not going to have that visual what they don't eat because that's in the shared area in the middle. So I think that's a really great way of of doing that and taking the pressure off you as a parent and also your child to. Because those messages do come through, even if you, I guess, sometimes even um, it might not be a philosophy of yours to finish everything on your plate, it still creeps through sometimes. Especially if that's the way that we were brought Definitely. up. Definitely,
1: like with the, you know many parenting things, you kind of think yeah. of like where is that coming from? So yeah. yeah, that that's you know a very important thing to I think acknowledge and to take note of. Like maybe think about how you felt at meal times. Um, and how you how you want your child to feel at mealtime mm. so Dinners are normally a bit chaotic because like little people get tired. So doing, doing your dinners early can be another thing. If that's available to your family, I'm a massive advocate of the slow cooker, pop it on in the morning or the night before, you come <laughs> yeah. home and it's done and everyone can eat dinner at five o'clock, which is better for kids that are going to bed earlier anyway and then you know you're done. The later it gets, the crazier it gets. We all, yeah. know, we all know that.
0: Yeah, I've got some really bad habits when it comes. we eat so late and um, that's my procrastination and even starting dinner. <laughs> um, but it was also, I guess, interesting to question our ideas of what mealtimes have to look like, you know, yeah. we eat breakfast at this time, we have lunch at this time, we have dinner at this time. Um, and I guess, you know, having a think about whether that's healthy for all people whether that's you know like letting go of those preconceived notions of what a mealtime actually has to look like and whether that's best for our bodies and I mean I'm sure there's lots of research out there and people have their conviction about you know smaller meals more often or bigger meals and make breakfast your biggest meal of the day and all of those different ideas do you think it's better to just try and find what works best for you and your family or do you think that there is actually science to sort of support the idea that there is an ideal way of eating I think that you
1: can find the science to back up (laughs) like anything you're saying really yeah um that's the thing like I could find the evidence that backs up maybe fasting until midday I could find so that's the thing I think it really is about and as humans we are all so different and our Mm. kids are all so different it's about finding what works best for you and your family and yeah your kids as individuals too so hundred percent I'm just all for running your own race. Um, yeah, yeah
0: I'm a big advocate the for that. The permission people need sometimes. I think mm. um it's it's interesting that so much of the time we have these ideas, we don't even know that we have them. And it's not until someone says something and it's like that permission you need to be like, Oh, I don't have to do it that no, way. No, of course. Yeah. That's that you know, I can change it or I can I can try it at least and see if that works better for our family. And that can go for any sort of parenting you know idea that's out there totally so that's that's really cool um you mentioned greenwashing a little bit um earlier um what kinds of things do they often put on packaging foods that might trick us into thinking they're healthy
1: i think the biggest thing to do is kind of flip the package over and make sure that you're checking the ingredients list yep. and the nutrient um, information panel so yeah, it can be really tricky. It's nearly like a whole topic on itself. Yeah. How to, how to read a label properly. Um, because a lot of packaged foods obviously, you know, packaged doesn't necessarily mean bad. Like I mean we can get things like brown rice in packages mm. and um, you know, rice crackers and things like that that can be, you know, a healthy addition to a snack or a meal. So um I'm talking about things that are like your heavily processed foods that aren't really you know full of any nutrition that are loaded with sodium you know um, generally we're eating way above the recommended guidelines for sodium and your added sugar so that's not sugar coming from dried fruits or anything of the the above because that's that's very different yeah Um, Yeah. you know you're getting your, your fiber and things like that from fruit whereas white sugar or Um, Oh, there's, you know, over 60 different ways we can say sugar, so getting to know the nutrient label is just very important um, if we're going to eat those kind of foods. But I find um, the biggest fad words, things like vegan, (laughs) gluten-free... yeah and it's so funny because you will pick up a coconut water and it'll say gluten-free and you're like well yeah it's a coconut you know
0: <laughs> it's it's literally
1: just marketing
0: well I mean, my girls they even say mom it's gluten-free and I'll be like do you know what that means though like we don't subscribe to you know we're not gluten sensitive we're not we're not celiacs and it's like you know children pick up on those buzzwords as well and yes. they think that that it's gonna maybe convince me that it's good, it's good mm. gluten-free mom we can buy it and I'm like well that's not a we don't have an issue with gluten um yes. in terms of like yeah. we're not restricted um it's interesting that you would pick up that that's that's something that would convince me that's to buy it. healthy yeah. yeah
1: yeah it's very interesting isn't it and same with with vegan um mm. you know then you look at the ingredients and it might be full of yeah sugar a whole whole <laughs> range of things and so yeah I think that's what it comes down to and I guess getting to know you the brand that you're buying um, yeah is another really important thing that's I guess why we're pretty passionate about being. I'm very transparent we do all individual nutrient testing yeah. on
0: our bars so tell us a bit about that so what 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 you work for eat for you mm-hmm. uh, so what kind of um products do you sell
1: so we do raw organic um snack food bars and bites yep so um the the bars i guess we've got a kid's one um which is a nut-free recipe um and we are a little bit different in that we do we batch test every single product yeah. that we make and we check it for different pathogens and we also do a nutrient test on it so on a pack you will generally never see on any other brand that i'm aware of the different trace minerals that may be present oh, wow, in cool. food. so things like um you know zinc selenium magnesium mm. so we test that um and it, it's funny how much it can vary too um with seasonality with different foods um where the food whether you know nuts have been sourced yeah. from, we notice that you know your Brazil nuts, obviously sourced from Brazil, are super high in selenium. So we like to pop that on the label too, just for that education piece. Mm. Um, but yeah, generally that kind of stuff isn't present on other packaged foods, and I think maybe it really should be. Like we should be yeah. being honest about what what you're buying, what you're eating.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's true too, and there is that element of education because. Um, if you're interested in food and where it comes from, you might know a little bit about it. Um, Mm. But to have it there all the time means that you can keep an eye on it because, you know, I used to remember how much protein I need and how much this and all of those sorts of things, and then I stopped looking and it disappears from my consciousness. Um, But I want to know and I want to remember, and I also want to teach my kids, like, you know, not to be super strict about what they eat, but just being like, you know, mindful about it and and making sure oh you know I haven't eaten you know I've been well I've been really sticking to these types of foods lately and how else can I bring it back to making sure that I've got a balance across the food that I'm eating because food has so many more functions than satiating us Um, exactly you know and we have food for fun and sharing with people like we do around the campfire and all of those other reasons and I, I don't want my children to have one of those Tempestuous relationships with their diet, which a lot of us have, you know, watched our parents go through, our friends, even ourselves. Um, And I think that's a really important part of raising our children as well.
1: Yeah. Having a really healthy relationship with food. And I think um, Mm -hmm. a really important point to add to that is kind of keeping emotion out of it. Yeah. Not getting really upset when your child doesn't eat a certain food. But also then not praising them like, oh, you did such a great job. You ate everything on the plate. Yeah. Just keeping yeah. it cool, yeah. calm and collected and normal and just saying, oh, what did you really like about that meal? Mm. What did you maybe not like about it? Again, just keeping very neutral is really important for having those healthy views with food.
0: Yeah. I, re- I know that when I'm actually switched on and a, and a few times when my children be like parties and and they've asked me about, you know, can I have more of this, you know, birthday cake? whatever it is, or lollies, and I'll be like, you can, but just check in with yourself and make sure you're feeling okay. And Perfect. a lot of the times they'll come back and be like, mm, I'm not feeling uh, really good <laughs> anymore, I don't want the rest of this. Um, and things look better than what they taste like a lot of the times as well, you know, totally. especially if your children haven't, you know, they they don't have that need for sh- as much sugar or sweeteners or colours or whatever a little bit can go a long way. So I often find that birthday parties, I'm eating all of the rest of the cake. <laughs> like I want, I thought I wanted it, but actually a little bit was enough for me. And what a great lesson.
1: Mm. What a great skill to be teaching them. You know, again, that comes, that body autonomy. So yes. it's a really, really good skill to have. Tuning in. When you're a child. Yeah. That tuning in. Yeah. Totally.
0: Um, what kinds of things would you um, pack in so, like, those bar, the bars and stuff like that, are they are a great idea for kids when they're on the go? If you're, like, hiking or uh-huh. something like that, they're providing yeah. the sort of energy that children need when they're on the move?
1: They definitely are. Um, the kids' bars are actually scored into three different bars, three different little bite-sized pieces. So one bar, you know, could go across three, oh, cool. um, three lunch boxes. So, yeah, they are a fantastic thing for kiddies on the go. Um, but then I guess, yeah, just keeping it to your whole foods your fruits veggies yeah dips as we said dips are dips are a fan fave for the kids of hard-boiled egg yeah um,
0: I always think like it's so funny because I I always struggle and then I'm like oh it's it's not that hard you just have to remember and maybe like I'd probably need to just put the list on my fridge just to, so I don't have to think about it
1: <laughs> yeah that's right whatever you've got to do to keep it to keep it easy mm-hmm. and again ask your kids what kind of things would you like to see in your lunchbox if they see things like muffins go okay great Let's make a healthy banana muffin together, yeah. or and you know find something else. Like, what what ingredients would you like to put yeah. in? Yeah, you know, science and learning as well in the kitchen. So
0: so good. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, tell me a little bit more about um the giving back that happens at Ifu. Um. How you've supported uh, so many amazing charities through that initiative.
1: Yeah, it's probably one of my absolute favorite things of working at Eat For You. Mm. Um, again, I think I, I started to touch on it at the beginning, but um, I found it was really hard in my field to feel like I was helping everyone. Mm. Like I constantly kind of wanting to do stuff for free because I just really wanted to see this person get better. And yeah. I was really extending myself and I guess burning out a little bit. And then when I joined the team at Eat For You, it just really, it just feels so nice to be able to offer that. So Fifty um, percent of our after-tax profits go um, in food donations to different charities across the country. Amazing. Um, yeah, so we want to make sure that everyone has access to good food mm. because a lot could change in the world if that if that was available to people. So we do understand that not everyone can buy our product, and then we want yeah. to make sure yeah. that that is accessible to them in some other way.
0: Amazing. Because um, you've also got the recipes on the website too.
1: Yeah. And everyone kind of thought that that was a a bit crazy to actually give your recipe for a product that you're selling out. But again, it's just because we genuinely want to see people being able to make this food for their families and to have this food. We're like, hey, if you don't have access to us, that's fine. You make it yourself. Like it's okay. Every ingredients that you can. Yeah. Yeah.
0: One thing is, when it comes to business and making choices like that from a business perspective is that yes people could see it that way but you're achieving your mission which is really clear and people will still buy from you because not everyone has the time to make Mm. it themselves because that's the reality of it and so they can still access that and know that they're eating well and and you know try and do the best they can without having to, you know, invest their time in being in the kitchen if that's just not feasible for them in their way yeah. So I think that's really amazing. You guys are doing yeah. such a fantastic job. So if people want to find out a little bit more about what you do and your products, um, where can they go?
1: Um, probably to our website would be the best start. Um, so eatforyou.com.au. So um, the website then links to all of our different socials. Um, we've got, I would say, very very skilled person running our um, Instagram page beautiful Ellie and um, we often popping little recipes and brilliant and bits and bobs up there we try to make our posts very purposeful
0: yeah
1: um, excellent yeah so it's not just noise you know we're educating people so amazing yeah they're probably the the top two and we're always you know pretty accessible on there as well and I love to have chat so <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if anyone wants to drop me a line in there and ask any questions after this or if they had any thoughts like go for
0: it i'd love to love to answer fantastic that's amazing i'm gonna do my rapid fire questions at you now so i
1: didn't even i saw those and i was like okay i need to have a think yeah no that's all right you can have it have a think
0: um what's your favorite (laughs) book of all time or one that you're reading at the moment that our audience might want to hear about
1: oh well, I, I'm, can I say one I'm really excited to read? Yeah. I'm really excited to read Maggie Dent's new girlhood oh. book. I am so excited for that to come out. Yes. I'm one of those people, though, that will, like, start a book and, and then I've got, like, four on the go. Yep.
0: Guilty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, really,
1: <laughs> I'm really excited for that one. Um, and what else have I got at the moment? Oh, gosh, this is a bit embarrassing. I've got one called Never Be Alone Again, but that is... Of uh, from back in the day when I was a music blogger, and oh, cool, it just it's taken me back, yeah. And so, for any parent that was kind of in like the blog house era of the 2010 ish time, yeah, wow, oh, awesome, <laughs> so it's pretty funny,
0: yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> um, so where do you go when you have to reset after a tough day or week?
1: I am so lucky that I live right across the road, pretty much from the Burnside vacation, wow, oh, yeah and so I just toddle on down and get my feet in the water yeah honestly we are so lucky on the sunny coast it's either that or I drive up the mountain to Mapleton like that's 15 minutes away you're in a good
0: spot there it's oh. not far from lots of beautiful spots
1: yeah well, the beach is 20 minutes it's just
0: about nature for me like getting even my backyard <laughs> so many people live near that spot like it's when we say they're like oh yeah we're right near forest school I'm like really I I am literally I feel like I know every single person that lives up that road now um it's amazing yeah it's amazing mm. I love it I love it so great it's the best if you could change one thing about the education system what do you think that might be
1: oh get the kids outside
0: <laughs> Nice and more
1: outside yeah more outside time yeah yeah, okay. time. yeah, yeah definitely
0: 100% well <laughs> that well I've already asked you where we can find out more about your work so that has been amazing thank you so much for joining us today Adele I'm so glad we can finally make it work because we've been back Yay. and forth <laughs> <We're> trying to <laughs> Find a time when we don't have mum life <laughs> yeah exactly mum life <laughs> massively so um we I can't wait to actually see you in real life and hang yes. out and um yeah if you guys are interested in finding more about if you and Adele's work and her team um you can head over and we'll link everything in the show notes for you so thank you for being with us Adele oh
1: thank you so much thanks for having yeah. us
0: there you have it listeners uh Adele said it so well it's our responsibility as parents to provide the food and it's our shared responsibility between our children and us to eat it I really love the way that she explored that idea and the way that she approaches food and nutrition which is a really similar way that we do that at Wildlings through everything that we do with children and that's through respect and autonomy and she has some amazing tips and habits just to make life and meal planning so much easier Now, if you are interested in trying their uh, amazing bars and food, they've actually given us a discount code, eat4u10, on their website, which will give you 10% off if you wanted to um, try their amazing products. But also behind the scenes, we've been busy creating something special. So between Lindsay and Adele and, and, and the team here, we've been thinking about... Um, creating the perfect adventure backpack full of all of the things that a wildling would need to explore in our great wide world and um, Adele and her team have kindly included some samples of their Eat For You bars Um, so if you're interested in finding more about our adventure backpacks you can head to our website wildlingsforestschool.com and you can find out all about what we are planning to put in the backpacks and try one out for yourself Uh, Thank you so much for being with me here today. I absolutely love bringing these episodes and chats with you. And so until next time, stay wild.